We hear a lot of perspectives on the Mankind Podcast. Inclusion of a guest is not an endorsement of their views, and the opinions expressed here do not always represent the mission or values of the Mankind Project USA. Looks like the rain has gone. Hey, this is Boysen Hodgson co-host of the Mankind Podcast. This one's hard. Today with the conversation with my dear friend Michael Russer about death and dying. Now, Michael's been on the podcast before. You can hear him in episode 31, How to Create Extraordinary Intimacy with Brandon Clift. Michael is my colleague, my friend. Uh, he's been my right-hand man, my get-shit-done guy for many years now. He's an entrepreneur, an author, a speaker, a thinker, and leader in creating extraordinary relationships and intimacy in the face of hardship, including his long battle with prostate cancer. And Michael is dying. Brandon Clift and I got together with him to talk about living with extraordinary presence and facing life and death with dignity focused on what matters. And in somewhat of a tradition, I guess, I wrote some poetry for Michael to go with this episode, which I'll read, and then we'll dive in. And in this episode, the three of us start out with a check-in in true men's work fashion. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoy. Bury the lead for my friend Michael Russer. Buddhas leave a trail of broken things on the way to the Bodhi tree. They step in shit. They get un, non, miss, anti-transcendent, raging, throwing tantrums like children tied to their toys, wrapped attention attached. Eventually, their purpose served. Things that can break fall away. All the knots unravel. Not now, not yet, not this, not ready. And there's always a contraction, a last spasm before the look of astonishment settles in. Childlike. Here, open this gift of empty perfection. Simply put, life can only happen right fucking now. My friend's voice deepens, the moment lengthens, and the thread connects to the absolute present. He is an invitation to the essence alive in this moment. I am not my ego. I am awareness that observes it. Nothing is broken, just different. And here I am now, recipient of this gift, when so long I thought I was the giver. Thank you, friend. I love you. That's where I should have started. I've buried the lead. Following the thread that doesn't change, like Stafford's The Way It Is. Now you, friend. Take a ride through the hills, leaning into the curves, 
and take a walk with the one you love. Hold hands and kiss and sit yourself down, unwind under thick branches among the roots of a live oak and drop me a line when you arrive. checking in with uh with joy excitement fear sadness a pretty good myriad of things here um the the finality you know of of something like this uh is surreal mm-hmm. strange um Michael, you, you look and sound the same as I've ever known you, which, uh, first of all, who's your person? Who is your, <laughs> how do you make this work, baby? Um, uh, so just the, you know, the, the, the joy in thinking about all the conversations we've had up to this point, you and I, Michael, uh, whether on the podcast or not, the, the levity that you bring to something that has so much weight and implications um that's where the mixture comes from i believe and uh i i'm I'm eager i bet we're gonna laugh and cry a lot (laughs) yeah today so with with that amalgamation of emotions i am in i'll pass it to boyson thank you thank you boyson hodgson uh present yeah, sadness. I have sadness. <sighs> gratitude. Lots of gratitude. Glad we're doing this 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 way. And now, um, it's sad in my eyes. But yeah, getting present, and you know, we'll touch on one of the many things. But you know, on on the wall over here. There's the presence process that Michael Russer wrote and shared with me probably seven or eight years Five. ago. Yeah, it was a long time ago. Yeah. Still hanging on the wall. So, like, mm-hmm. there we are, gifts. So feeling blessed with gifts, and I'm in. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Oh, Michael, uh, first of all, I am feeling deeply deeply honored to be with two people I care deeply about and um, um, and I'm I'm excited I know that seems weird but I am excited because this is this usually isn't discussed in the way we're going to talk about this <laughs> and and um, and yes, I love an audience. Okay, and <laughs> yeah. So you know, yeah. When you say he died on stage, well, yeah, he literally did. Um, no, I, 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 um, I am. I'm excited, 
And, and Brandon, you said, you know, how do you do this? You know, I, I, my voice is strong. My, my spirit is very strong. My body is less so. And every day it's becoming less so. And it, it creates a cognitive... I find it's interesting because I notice a cognitive dissonance in the eyes of people who meet me mm-hmm. and then find out what's going on. And it's like, what? And, and I even think about it. And uh, that part kind of scares me because I do have a strong life force. And I, <laughs> I'm wondering just how it's going to let go, you know. And that, that part... Um, that part causes me to pause. And also the, um, you know, going through uh, the inevitable uh, discomfort leading to pain, which can be managed, um, but we'll talk about that later. In any case, I am deeply, deeply appreciative, honored, and I think um, this is an amazing and very unusual and unique way Mm -hmm. to have this kind of conversation Mm -hmm. and to share it with people. So with that, I'm in. Thank you. Thank you, Michael. I remember we were, we were talking, talking shop about the podcast. And it kind of, the idea just kind of came to me, but it was so uncomfortable to ask to even do this. And I think I knew in your company, I could fumble into something like that. And I was just like, to me, it sounded like, hey, Michael, before you die, can we do like a final interview? <laughs> <laughs> of course, I didn't word it that way. I think I was a bit more eloquent and a bit more like, you know, uh, yeah. under, I don't know. I think I took more care in how I presented it, but that's how it felt when I said it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so here we are. So here we are. Yeah. So here we are. <laughs> Here we are. Yeah. Um, yeah. For those a uh, bit of bit of history, I, I don't have as long a history with Michael as Boyson does, but it's definitely got a lot of substance in the time we have spent together. Um, Michael's been engineering this show from day one, uh, making us sound smarter than we are. I don't know. I get in trouble for saying that, but some, do some of us job. anyway. Some of us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, ow. Um, so, <laughs> so we. Uh, By the way, I'm. I'm going to be editing this one, <laughs> yeah. just so people know. There you go. Okay. There you go. Perfect. Because I know in that case, then any pun- no punches are pulled. Nothing's getting cut out. That's, That's right. right. Um, That's right. So Michael has uh, been been the man behind the scenes that has been piecing our episodes together, intros, outros, making us sound, you know, levels great, but also just making us sound great, um, which has been Thank phenomenal. You. And we've been very fortunate to have that. Most people, like when I started in podcasting, I did everything. Mm-hmm. including market it, including find guests. And to have you in this role has been great. But I would say easily that majority of our conversations have far exceeded at the time we've spent talking shop. We've spoken about all things. Just yeah. life, when Christine, when we went through our miscarriage, when Christine got pregnant again, when I was preparing to become a father. And, and you were there for these key moments to shed some really sage wisdom and advice and and through that process um i was able to develop a lot of love gratitude and and uh just deep connection with you so that that is my relationship with you michael in the past three years coming up into this month three years the show's been going um so that's that's pretty special um for me 
Thank you. And, and by the way, it's reciprocated. I have tremendous respect for you. I've told Boyson many times. I says, he's a natural for this. Mm. He's an absolute natural. And I don't say that easily. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and so, no, thank you, too. Thank you for what you guys do. Thank you for what you do, Brandon. You, you, put, the, you put the energy behind this podcast. And it's a joy to, to uh, be part of it. Um, and, you know, my only regret is that now Boysons make me write a standard operating procedure to replace me for the editing. Yeah. <laughs> I, in fact, I'm writing SOPs for everything I do. Oh, we'll, we'll get there. I wish, we could make, I, I wish we could make you like Jarvis from Iron Man. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, like an AI that is just yeah. <laughs> there to give a shit like when you want to and to say things, you know, with very certain terms. Yeah. We forgot something. Wait, back up, rewind. Welcome to the Mankind Podcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, show yeah. Where the show we, where we are... break the molds of modern manhood. To prove and that there's okay. more than one way to be a man. And if you're just joining us for this conversation, you might have already gathered that today we're going to be talking about death and dying. So this is, uh, if this is, you know, if you're driving a car, be aware of your surroundings, be conscious of where we're going. We're going to be talking about death today. It's going to be a very open conversation. We're going to go places that we don't know where we're going so be aware and make choices for yourself thank you so michael tell us about a couple of things that are that light you up oh yeah that's easy um when i see little kids because i have two grandkids uh hadley's Two and a half going, I mean, and she has two speeds, zero when she's asleep, 200 when she's awake. And in fact, last night she, she was, they were having dinner. We do, you know, we do, we do WhatsApp chat and she's sitting on the chair, you know, she's learning potty training. So no bottoms, just the top. And she says, she calls me Tupa. That's the name she gave me for grandpa. And uh, which I think is really cute. And no, her other grandpa is not named One Pa. His name is Pa. I was like, do people think she's calling you Tupac? No, 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 definitely not. No, no. In fact, when she's feeling a little cheeky, she goes, hey, Toop. So anyway, she, she moves over on her seat and says, Toop, you sit here. You sit here. And this is over, the, this is over WhatsApp. And um, so kids, because of their innocence, light me up. Oh, my God. Um, my partner, life partner, Jacqueline, will tell you, every time we go out for a walk and we run into kids, oh, my God, that lights me up. And um, nature, going you know, hikes, which are more difficult now, um, that lights me up. Um, being with my partner as often and as much as possible, when we both work from home, and Boyson knows this really well, I mean, we hug and kiss and tell each other we love each other probably 20 times a day. And uh, uh, what we did for Valentine's Day was literally lay in bed for three hours and just snuggle. That was an awesome Valentine's Day. So that lights me up. And my friends who, who I know I can be authentic with and really be who I am without feeling judged, that lights me up. And so... Um, and tremendous gratitude 
for just the way my life, uh, the last 10 years especially since I've met my life partner, who, by the way, and I don't know if you guys, I think Boyson knows this, I met Jacqueline 16 days after I did the, man, the New Warrior Training Adventure, mm -hmm. and I know for a fact if I had not done that, mm -hmm. we probably wouldn't be together today because how can you maintain such a deep connection with someone you love if your heart is closed to half the human population like mine was, mm. you know. And so um, the, the New Warrior Training Adventure, and no, this is not a plug, the New, York, New Warrior Training Adventure um, literally transformed my relationship with men, and that's why mm. Boyson and I say I love you. After, I mean, we're on Zoom three to five times a week, and, uh, and everyone, it's, it's like I love you. And I can't tell you what that does for me. That lights me up, having these kind of relationships. So I could go on and on and on, but I know we have other things to talk about. You, you missed one. It's got two wheels, and you just have to... Oh, yes, 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 yes. Okay, okay. I ride a bitchin' beast of a motorcycle. It's a Ducati. It's something I've lusted after most of my life. I've been riding bikes since I was five. Came out from upstate New York to California in four and a half days on a little... On a little 352 banger. Uh, yeah, I ride a, um, a Ducati um, X Diablo, beast of a machine, and I love it. I, I, I like to say when I ride, I'm one with the machine, but as long as the wheels are still turning, that's a good thing to say. Um, it's, 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 it's when they suddenly stop and you're one with the machine, that's not good. So, <laughs> yeah. that, that was not a plug for the new warrior training. Uh, if you or anyone you know is looking to up-level, <laughs> links at find a new warrior training near you. Right. Uh, links are in the show notes. That Actually, was a plug that'd, be a funny, that'd be a funny part for you, Mark, because you do the voices of our adverts to chuck your that's plug. That's true. <laughs> Actually, you know, we've never plugged the new warrior training adventure. Specifically. Okay. Well, well specifically we in the podcast, but not in yeah. the ads. Well, yeah, yeah but when, well, let's, maybe I, hey, you want, I can do. I can still do the voiceover. Well, let's, can, let's set this up, do. Michael. Three. Okay. Two. One. Oh no! Wait a minute! No, I'm not going to do this from that. No. <laughs> I'm not telling you to do it live. I was just giving you a. I was just giving you a setup to put it in after the fact. Oh, there no. you go. <laughs> okay. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, Got it. Well, okay. T Got take it. two. Three, two, one. Enjoy this advert from Michael's. Sultry voice for the new <laughs> for the new warrior training. <laughs> We've got to do now. That. Okay. We need to go back. Now we need to go backwards. Yeah. So yeah. most some of the folks that are listening to the podcast will have some familiarity with your story. And can you tell a little bit of your story about where you are and where you came from? Dying to live. You're dying to live. Story. Oh, dying to live. Yes. Okay. So, um, I, in 2000, let's, let's fall 2011, um, 11 years before 2011, fall 2011, I told my wife at the time that uh, when my kids were young, I says, when our our uh, our son, who's the youngest of the two kids we have, who's now 30, I says when he goes off to college, I'm I'm leaving the marriage because it just wasn't working. And I did. Um, and in that process, um, I, I went through a, a series of major transformations. A year later, I went through the NWTA. Um, but someone actually helped me open my heart. And it was, it was interesting. I had, prior to that, I'd been a very frustrated, angry, driven 
human being who did not like men or trust men. And um, uh, I was an entrepreneur. I was an international speaker. I was all these things. And uh, from the outward appearance, I was, I was successful. Inward, I knew I was, I was not a happy guy. And so I, um, um, I, I ended up with a life coach <laughs> who I refer to as Tinkerbell now, but that's another long story. Um, and after many psychiatrists, th- therapists, life coaches and everything, she said, Michael, it's very simple. I said, y- your heart's not open. And that literally chant changed everything. My perspective of the world changed dramatically, and the way the world saw me as a result changed dramatically. And then two months later, I was, I was diagnosed with my first of three cancers, and that was prostate cancer, um, which is the one that's going to do me in here uh, sooner rather than later. And that was in fall of 2011. Uh, now, it put some context there. I come from a family of, uh, f- uh, of eight children, and um, five of us, have, no, well, f- five including our parents, all died quite horribly by cancer. And by horribly, they, they went through the, a really awful process, mm-hmm. and uh, a process I choose not to do. So I had as many as three cancers, two of them went into remission, and, uh, but the prostate cancer now has, uh, is out of control and uh, it's metastasized, I've stopped all treatment. And, um, and however, I did almost die also yeah. back in 2017 because one of the cancers, chronic lymphocytic leukemia, made me very susceptible to infection and I ended up with severe uh, systemic sepsis. And I came within 24 hours of passing. And um, so I, I told my life partner, I said, Jacqueline, I said, I want to know what it's like to die so that when that time comes and I look into your eyes, I only feel, I only feel love, not fear. So she did the research and found this, um, this, this, this uh, YouTube video of, of an interview with uh, Dr. Martin uh, Ball out of uh, University of uh, Southern Oregon who's also a psychedelic um, like researcher. He's also a professor of religious studies, or was at that time. And he was, he was putting on a, 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 a conference in, in, in uh, Ashland. And we love Ashland, so we literally drove up there. And we had heard about this, this one entheogen an entheogen is a psychedelic that uh, that uh, that um, helps manifest uh, uh, kind of a mystical or divine connection. And this one called 5-MeO-DMT. Um, uh, typically, it's done via the Sonoran toad. Uh, it's very concentrated in its in, in one of its glands. And um, and so we we inquired about it, and we ended up meeting somebody who actually does it. And, um, and so we started, um, we started with that and then went to ayahuasca, which was a life-changing experience. Uh, and, uh, uh, but the 5-MeO-DMT, what it does is it shuts down the default node network, network, which basically is the center of the sense of self, that center of the sense of identity. So this Michael that I see myself as and everybody else sees myself as completely disappears. There is no identity, but something does remain and it's very ineffable. 
And I've done that enough times to realize, um, you know, it's very different, but I don't think it's a bad thing. And so that's the closest I've come, well, and Jacqueline too, she did it right along with me, uh, to, to knowing what it's like, getting an idea what it's like to have your sense of self dissolve, which is probably a likely thing, uh, I would suspect, after you pass. I don't know. No one knows uh, for sure. And, um, and, and I don't mean to offend anybody's uh, perspective or belief system. I just tell people, look, I don't know. I've never met anybody who died and came back. And until I do, I'm going to stick with, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's kind of, it's healthy for me anyway. I can only speak for myself. And doing that work um, has brought a tremendous sense of peace. And, um, and so uh, we have elected, or I have elected, and Jacqueline has agreed with it, that uh, being in California, there's uh, death with dignity laws available. And so uh, when I get to the point of not being able to take care of myself, where I'm literally bedridden and dependent upon others to stay, you know, comfortable and alive, uh, she and I will choose the day and, and time. And she and my son, at least, will be there with me uh, when I... Uh, Take that last drink of something, and um, and that's that's when the tears come because I put myself in their position, and I can feel the 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 grief that they feel, and um, and you know, and, and that's when the tears come to me, not because of of what I'm going through, but because of what they're going through going to go through because of the love that we have and and uh and so it's it's very sweet but right at i can honestly say at this point i, I feel i don't feel fear about passing because i mean let's face it everybody's going to do it okay and so cognitively this is the way i justify it everybody's going to do it i look at it as the greatest adventure a human being is ever going to experience and it's an adventure because we really don't know what it's about and it's not a guided tour right and so (laughs) i've had people tell me well there's going to be people on the other side waiting to greet you and that that." i says oh really you know this for a fact i says i don't know and that's okay and um and so I think the surrender to that and the willingness to surrender to that has brought a lot of peace to me and to Jacqueline. Um, and, and my son, my son, my daughter, all my best friends know about this. And um, they're all supportive of it. And, uh, and so I, that's kind of the short story of how we got here. And... Uh, and in terms of timing, we really don't know, but it is definitely progressing. And um, it could be a couple months, maybe three months. I don't know. It depends. It depends on a lot of things. I just don't know. I, I had my first, I, I've been uncomfortable with feelings of nausea, but I've had my first little inkling of pain. I think I told you that voice in the other day, uh, where, okay. Because the tumors are growing and they're putting pressure on things, and I'm starting to feel that. And but you know, 
that's what the good drugs are for, right? So we'll start out with Tylenol and then go from there. Brandon, do you want to ask ask a next question? Um, yeah, yeah. I uh, so so Michael, there's many days that you probably don't remember of your time on this earth, and probably others that you can't forget. Can you tell me of a couple of days that define who you are today and could be remembered as the most important days of your life that you've lived? Yeah. The, uh, the day that Jacqueline and I met. We didn't know it at the time. We were not even attracted to each other, which was a good thing. Yeah. It allowed us to become friends. And, um, and uh, our relationship is what has kept me alive this long easily our relationship is is what i how i define the most fulfilling incredible last 10 years of my life mm -hmm. and all the bullshit and all the crap and all the whatever i had to go through for the first 60 years of my life i if that's what it took to to go to have this kind of relationship and and she and I both have grown so much, and it's we we're so fortunate that we're able to grow together. Because a lot of times when the couple grows, it's and each one grows, it's not always together. And we we're very fortunate that this is the case. And um, that is absolutely now. Some people say, "Oh, it's the birth of my kids," and "Oh, it's the birth of my grandkids," and da 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 da. I'm not going to bullshit anybody here. It was, it's my life partner, and. Um, I love my grandkids. I absolutely adore them. And I, I love my kids and I love my friends. But my life partner and I, the relationship we have, which Boyson perhaps knows more about, uh, you know, because we've been together longer, um, that has been the singular most important thing that's occurred in my life and has completely defined how I lived. Um, since then because uh, she is the first person that really saw me and for who I am and accepted it and actually enjoys it and um, um, and it's reciprocated and to be seen at that level is so special so powerful with incredible gratitude for that and and I've learned to love without restriction and for me that was that's everything to love without restriction. Mm -hmm. um, with respect to, to Jacqueline's process and whatever you know, boundaries there may be there, um, can you share some insights as to what it has looked like for her since you've kind of gotten the news and been given a kind of a rough timeline? How is she yeah. doing? Jacqueline has her moments of you know, tears, and I'm going to so miss you. This place is going to be so empty and... And uh, she's probably not going to stay here. She's, in fact, I'm certain she's not going to stay here because of the reminder. And, 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 and frankly, she, she will blossom um, on her own. I know this. I know this for a fact. She will blossom on her own. And at the same time, she is living this process with me, which means we have our good days and we have our rough days. When I'm having a rough day, um, she feels it. Yeah. 
and uh, right there with me. And when we're having a good day, we're having a blast. We're having, we still dance. We, you know, we still go out and uh, hike. <laughs> Not like I used to, but, <laughs> you know, well, there's a little hill here, honey. Okay, hang on. Let me get my walker. Um, <laughs> I, I'm almost up there. Um, she used to be, I always put her up front. Now she puts me up front because then I can set the pace, which is pretty damn slow. <laughs> but so we have, we are going through this moment by moment, day by day, week by week. And, um, and, um, we have our good days and we have our rough days, but by rough days, I mean, where she's, you know, she of course will feel, she'll be more attuned to the loss that's coming. Mm -hmm and the grief that will be associated with that. And we're under hospice care, which means there's, there's plenty of support for grief counseling. And she has so many friends. Her support network is huge, and they all love her. And that's one of the things I you know, wanted to make sure was there. And so, yeah, that's, it, it is very difficult for her. If it was reversed, frankly, I would not be as, as tough as her. She is extremely strong. And um, uh, I, I don't know if I could handle it the way she handles it uh, if, if this was reversed, quite honestly. Thank you. Mm -hmm. um, to know that the relationship you have with her and how it's you know, evolved over time and the depths yes. that you've gone together, it's such a wonderful thing to witness yeah. as, as this has been occurring. Um, it, it really is a beacon. Your relationship together, I think, is a beacon for so many to, to look and for those that aren't, haven't found that person to aspire to find someone like Jacqueline or to find someone like yourself. Um, it really is wonderful. You've taught me so much about relationships just in our conversations and what you two have built together is just, just absolutely beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. And it it really, really helps in this process. I told her, I says, we are in a unique situation because you and I, our friends, our family are all participating in this process mm -hmm. of watching my body decline to the point that I will die. And um, yet still able to have interaction still able to have joy so and still able to have laughter mm -hmm. and lots of morbid humor. We've, we've in, invented that, that sixth level of grief, morbid humor. It really gets morbid sometimes. Um, and uh, it's, it has made it much easier because of that. Um, and, it's, and, it's, and it's fascinating to me because I didn't, ex you know, I didn't know what to expect. You know, I didn't know what to expect, how I would feel once I realized, okay, you know what? Your time's coming up. And uh, so that's how I feel now. And the relationship definitely has made all the difference in the world. Um, the, if at any time, like if we get into a, into um uh, any kind of, of uh, disagreement or conflict, and I feel any kind of separation, that to me is the most painful thing. Because the last thing I want to feel in, in this stage is separation. And so 
uh, or disconnect. And so we talk about it and we work it through. And uh, yeah, yeah, very, 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 very fortunate. I, I'm, I'm just overflowing. And that's the other thing. I kind of feel like I'm so, I feel so overflowing with, with fulfillment and gratitude. Um, now, did I achieve all my financial goals? No, but do I give a shit? Hell no. Um, um, the, the fact of the matter is I only made money when I needed to because I needed to. And I've never been interested in making money for its own sake. To me, that, I always saw that as being kind of a very low on the, on the, on the scale of you know, focus for, for human beings, but that's just for me. And, and um, uh, you know, I, I, I'm just, I, I kind of feel like I'm going out on top in a sense. <laughs> you know, it's like the world's going to shit. I mean, the climate change, the <laughs> politics. I mean, I, I remember my dad telling me before he died, you know, I'm scared for you kids. Well, dad, if you saw what was going on today, man, I, you'd be rolling over in your grave. I, it's just like, oh my God, I feel, I feel the same way about my, my kids, my grandkids and, and their kids and grandkids. Oh, and so uh, that's, that's how I kind of, that's actually, that's the, the biggest fear I have is that. And, but you know what, somehow they'll work it out. Somehow, hopefully, we'll work it out before we end up destroying ourselves. And uh, anyway, I'm out of here, uh, you know, eventually, here soon. And uh, so that's kind of how I feel about it. Is that being selfish? I don't know. Uh, part, part of me was like, you just dropped the mic and doomed us all to hell. <laughs> Cheers, mate. Yeah, good. Enjoy hey, your wife, you know Steve. what? See you later. I, I so enjoyed this, guys, but uh, really? I, I got to go. Yeah. <laughs> Suck shit. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, it was not intentionally nasty. <laughs> um, what, boys? And I think that was a, a, a great segue into one of your questions, which was like, "What is he, what are what, what are things that you placed meaning on in life?" He's that, still stunned. Really he's still he's still trying well, to recover yeah. from being stunned. I'm here. I'm... <laughs> I've been with you long enough, Michael. I've heard I've heard all of this. I've, we've been through some of this. What are some things yeah. that? So we're talking about the next generations, right? What are some things that mm-hmm. you've learned in this process over the last ten years that you're hoping mm-hmm. are going to stick for those that you love as you yeah. continue? Well, um, for the people that that know us, that know Jacqueline and I. Um, they know us as people that we are who we are. What you see is what you get. And uh, we can be irreverent, we can be funny, we can be sad, we can sometimes get angry, and um, usually over injustice, that kind of thing. And I, my biggest hope in, in, in for for not just my kids and grandkids and, and my friends is that is 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 the thing that that made all the difference in my life and that is opening up my heart and being authentic not being afraid to be who you are and Boyson knows this I have um and he's seen it I have this picture of me as a three-month-old and I'm kind of like this right 
and I was just here I am. I'm I'm ready for the world. And and I remember telling my ex-wife, uh, I found a picture halfway through our marriage. I says, you see this guy right here? I said, that's who I'm going to become. He was perfect. He came into this world full of life, full of everything. And then fucking life happened, <laughs> fucked everything up. But I'm coming back to that. And do, do I have to hit beep when I do the edit on the time I say the F word? <laughs> anyway, I... <laughs> We've never covered that in the SOP. Uh, anyway, <laughs> so I, I, I feel that for the most part I have achieved that. And, and um, Boyson, you remember all the purpose summits and everything else like that. And, and I remember my conversations with some of the other men who were involved in it. And I said, you know, I define purpose differently than most people. I don't define it as a, as a doing. I, I define it as a being, a state of being. And my purpose, and it, it changed everything because otherwise I was just kept change, change, chasing a rainbow. Now, mission's a different deal. But I, I feel that I, I achieved my purpose by becoming him again in this mm -hmm. you know, somewhat older body. And, uh, you know, <laughs> I, I, I still am an irresponsible 25-year-old. Boyson's the older brother I always wanted but never really had. And he's 19 years my junior. <laughs> and he's so much more responsible than I am. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and so I, I think that's become who you really are. You know, just, just don't worry about what anybody thinks. Just be authentic and um, go through life with that and it's very empowering and, 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 and it creates a lot of joy and yeah it may I know people that have known me prior to the you know then then they see me and they don't recognize me and that's okay that means because I was not authentic before mm -hmm. and now they're trying to figure out who I who I am now I said well this is who I am right and so that's did I answer your question? Okay, good. Yeah. Talk about, so I'm going to connect this to your, uh, one of your other books and uh, another conversation that we've been in dying. The process of dying over this amount of time has also taught you some things about presence and intimacy. Yes. Yes. Um, dying is, uh, hang, hang on one second. Uh, you're not going to turn that on, are you? Okay. Good. She was. Gonna, I thought she was going to turn on the blender. <laughs> um, She's like, I'm sick of talking about dying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Being present for me is um, it's like the ultimate state of being um, in terms of creating a space for someone else. Not just yourself, but anybody else. It's an invitation for them to be present and fully authentic. And when that happens, wow, magic happens. And all of a sudden, you start seeing people for who they really are and appreciating them for who they really are. And, um, and that has allowed Jacqueline and I to achieve levels of emotional intimacy that we never expected to exist. I mean, we talk, we still talk about it. It's like, 
how did this all happen, right? I mean, we feel so fortunate. And, uh, but it did take work. Yeah. It takes work because presence requires a, a willingness to be completely vulnerable and without judgment, expectation, distraction, and, and attachment to any outcome. And so imagine being in that state where you're fully there, you're fully aware, but without judgment, expectation, distraction, or attachment to outcome, and, uh, and no judgment. And that's a very inviting space um, for another human being uh, to experience. And it also implies that to fully experience that space, they sort of have to meet you there, right? And, and, and if they accept that invitation, and not everybody does, when they accept that invitation, it's a beautiful thing. I mean, Boyson and I have that, have that process every time we get together. Uh, we become present, we check in, we, and, and I look forward to our meetings all the time. In fact, uh, the week that I had family visiting last week, I, I, we didn't have any meetings. I said, hey, I'm, 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 I'm missing you. And he says, well, we can do a check-in. I says, all right. So th that's how, that's how, uh, how powerful presence can be impact can impact your relationship can impact um, just your relationship with anybody, including your obviously your 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 spouse or your your life partner. We're gonna have to link your TED yeah. talk. Uh, yeah, in the show notes. that's a that was that was amazing, and <laughs> as well as episode thirty one of the show, how to create extraordinary intimacy. That was. Yeah. That one knocked it out of the park too. Well, maybe we should let people know, give a little, give a little context. Because it was prostate cancer, I have been clinically one hundred percent impotent for the entire time of our relationship for the ten and a half years we've been together. And yes, we experience extraordinary emotional intimacy, but that has also allowed us to experience emotion, uh, extraordinary uh, physical intimacy as well, and uh, which is kind of a mind blower. Mm. So what, what I want to, I think, say, and you kind of brought it up, is you're like a walking invitation to presence all the time. Most of the time. Uh, and and I, 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 there are exceptions to this. And one of the things I learned through a journey on um, sacramental substances uh, about a year ago is that... Uh, uh, is that uh, I, I kind of came into this world being very sensitive, uh, uh, empathic, and uh, strangely enough, ex extroverted, which is a weird combination. But it means that I can pick up vibes from people very quickly. So if, and, and because of the nature of my family upbringing, uh, I'm particularly sensitive to vibes of people who has, have agendas that are not necessarily honorable and so i can somebody just walks in a room i can pick up their vibe really quickly and in that case i will withdraw mm. and uh, because i i really don't want to be around them and i i guess the the wall goes up and um but if i don't sense that um then yeah i'm just who i am yeah so i i wanted to be honest about that there are times if I pick that vibe up from about people, I, I, 
I'm very, uh, I've run into my share of sociopaths. Let's just put it that way. That's something that you've shown me over and over again is just that willingness to be the invitation and create the space for me to be more present because, yeah, you said, you know, we check in at every meeting, but you know, what you didn't say is that you have to kind of reel me back in pretty much every, um, poison. Uh, where are you? You're, you're distracted again. You're dump, you're multitasking again. And you also misspoke. You said that I'm so much more responsible than you. What you meant to say was so much more repressed than you. <laughs> hey, I love you, brother. I want to paint you in the, the best light possible. No, I, I, don't blow smoke up his ass. He's repressed. <laughs> No, 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 no. He's he's East Coast. Um, um, uh, um, I don't want to use the word conservative uh, because you're not. You're so progressive, which I love. Uh, it's it's. Let's just say some of my wilder ideas. You give me this look. <laughs> you did what? You did what? <laughs> I, oh, I know the look. I know the look. Sometimes Boyson never responds immediately. He pauses, and he kind of looks down. Yeah, and he's like, "That's that's the one right there." Yeah, you said you said what during an interview? <laughs> <laughs> You're inviting who on the podcast? Well, well, what I like is when I start going off, and and sometimes I do go off in the wrong direction. He'll go, Michael, just stop. <laughs> Okay. And I do. It's true. I usually do. I don't argue with you. Yeah. I have too much respect for you. Too too many <laughs> too many Protestant priests in my genealogy, I think, is what something got passed yeah. down. That's all right. Um Michael, quick question. Do you believe that we here are here for a reason? That's a very philosophical question you mean being alive for a reason well i mean whether it's to touch someone whether it's to learn something whether it's to make a big or small impact like okay so i'm gonna step back a bit and um just based on some of the experiences that we've had it's just i tend to believe that reality because what you're talking about is is a is a model of reality and the model reality is you know why are we here that's part of that model right i think reality is so vast so beyond our possible comprehension that our brains would explode if 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 they would if if we just got a little too much of a glimpse of it and that's my way of answering i don't know I think to say, of course, yeah, we have our, our purpose is to do this and this and this. I don't know. I just know what my heart responds to. And I listen to my heart. When I listen to my heart, it never goes wrong, ever. My head fucks me up all the time. But my heart, no, no. My head's a tool that's not who I am. And I used to be who I was for the first 60 years of my life. It's not who I am now. No, I think so. I don't know the answer to that question. I suspect that uh, at at some level, sure, yeah, we're here to to learn, to learn um, to love, learn to to be clear about you know the fact that 
we're part of this grand scheme of things, part of nature, part of the universe. We're made of freaking stardust that exploded billions of years ago. I mean, think <laughs> about that. I mean, everything. is it, This microphone was, used to be part of a supernova. And, I mean, when you think about that, uh, that's pretty wild. And so uh, I think what we're doing is we're evolving as a species, and, uh, and we're seeing the darker side of our species right now um, uh, kind of kicking and screaming because we see a lot of greed. We see a lot of power grabbing. And, and, I, and I think that comes from fear. We were given an extraordinarily powerful survival instinct, and which is uh, not so strong in me right now. Uh, I don't need or want to survive that strongly. Uh, I I feel I've come I've done what I've come to do, and uh, as far as I can. Now, if by some miracle, and Boyson knows this, and this is kind of weird. This is going to sound weird to people listening to this. If by some miracle this goes into remission, I don't think it will. But if it does, now that scares me. Because then it's like, what do I do? But, uh, you know, it, I, if that goes into remission, I'm just saying, I'm still not taking any drugs, any, well, pharmaceuticals. And I, um, uh, uh, I better be healthy because I got work to do. Mm. Right? It's like it's like you're, yeah. If your body were to punk you, um, <laughs> yeah. Right. And I, I was saying to Boyson on a call this morning. I said, Boyson, wouldn't it just be Michael's thing to like totally pull a rabbit out of a hat with this? And in three months' time, it's like, hey, Michael, how you doing? Oh, I just got a bagel, feeling good. You, know? <laughs> <laughs> you just go riding. Again. So that's all. It, just go right. Yeah, yeah top, I top that thing out. Yeah, I I I haven't quite. I put the ad in the paper yet for the for the bike yet. I'm I still think if the weather can warm up a bit, I still may have a ride or two left. Yeah, yeah. Michael, then let me let me ask your heart this question. Okay. So Michael's heart, mm -hmm. heart, for the people listening that don't always understand what I'm saying. <laughs> I love it. Michael's heart. Michael's heart. <laughs> your heart. <laughs> heart <laughs> what would you say are some of the reasons what would you say are some of the reasons that michael has been with us with with uh, mankind no with us on this life oh. everyone you've graced everyone you've touched um the only thing i could say is becoming that person that i was that i that i was born as that that three-month-old who was so full of life, so full of, of enthusiasm, so f you could see it, and Boyson's seen the picture. Um, that is the reason, I think. And in being that person, um, when, I, when I meet people, and, and, and my kids and, and Jacqueline will tell you, I am not shy about starting conversations and... Uh, in fact, when I was a speaker, we'd take our kids if it was a nice location someplace, and we'd go into an elevator, and my kids would say, Dad, don't. Don't talk to anybody, <laughs> Dad. Don't talk. And, of course, it never stopped me. But uh, um, So I think it's, for me, um, 
you know, I used to think that, okay, I had to change the world, blah, 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 blah. That's just the ego, you know, thinking, because I felt, you know, like that's what I had to do. And, um, you know, Jacqueline and I went, tried to go on the circuit to talk about, you know, intimacy and, and all those things. And we realized it's a, it's a subject not everybody's, in fact, relatively few people are ready to hear at the level that we can explain it. So we decided, screw that. We'll just be who we are. And the people we run into will either learn from it or they won't. And that's the way I feel about myself and my life right now is that, yeah, I, I think I demonstrate a certain um, uh, uh, way of living life that, that could be useful to other people if they're willing to, to you know, recognize it and maybe use it some way. But I'm not here to proselytize about it. And, um, and uh, uh, you know, far be it from me, I used to, but far be it from me to tell somebody how to live their life. And so I think it's much more powerful for people to come to their own conclusions just based on what they see and what they hear and what they experience and what they feel. Beautiful. Yeah. Thank you. Sure. What do you have to say to people who are sitting with regrets about Oh, regrets. I get asked that a lot. Michael, do you have any regrets? Um, <laughs> what a question. And I said, not really. No. <laughs> because what good does it do? I mean, okay, sure. Would I have done things differently in certain circumstances? Now, yes, and, but if I had... I might not have met Jacqueline. And if that's the case, that would have been the biggest regret. And so um, regrets for me are, are, are shadows of the past, and I don't see them really um, being of any benefit at all at any time, but especially when you're facing your own mortality. And um, because right now, it's, it's going to sound so cliche-ish, but right now really is the only thing that counts. This moment right now is the only thing that counts. And um, you can't build regret from right now. Right now, regret is a past thing. Mm. So that's kind of the way I look at it. And uh, oh, and then the other thing I get asked is, oh, what's on your bucket list? I. <laughs> I said, look, I, you know, d d doing things, you know, like there was an old TV show back in the 70s, I think, where this guy found out he was dying. And so he goes off and all these wild things, you know, skydiving and driving a car 300 miles an hour and all that kind of thing. And he never looks happy afterwards, you know. It's just like the doing. No, it's the being. I, you know, so how do you... How, I would rather be in the state of being than, than, you know, okay, what's the next thing I'm going to do before I kick the bucket, right? Um, yeah. No, so that's the other thing I get asked a lot. And I says, no, I'm already I mean, there. You wonder what people expect you to say. Like, are you going to come out with, you should, you should mess with people. You should be like, you know, an 18-year-old blonde with poor taste in men. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, then Jacqueline would whack me upside the head and might. <laughs> okay. uh, yeah, no, I, I, I think that, 
a lot of my answers, because I have my friends asking me this, you know, they're asking these questions because in asking what they're really doing, I think, is anticipating their own, you know, eventual end, yeah. right? It's a projection yeah. of sorts. And, sure. and I just said, look, I, you know, doing things is cool, you know, riding the motorcycles are doing. Um, and it's sometimes, uh, you know, Jack and I can ride together. But the, the, it's, it's the being, you know, like last night, we were sitting on that couch back there, and, uh, well, I was laying with my legs up on her lap, and she's reading, and that was like magic. That's the being, right? And so, you know, there's bucket list, uh, regrets, no, not really. Yeah, because I was able to, if I was not able to restore the relationship with my kids, that would have been a regret um, because that's that would be constant that would be a constant reminder in the moment right yeah. and so yeah so I, I will qualify it that way but I've been able to um, uh, develop now my kids know who I really am and it, it, it took them a long time to really <laughs> accept dad is who he really is and mm. and my son is more like my dad and, and i'm more like the son but you know aside from that they accept who i am mm. yeah i um i wonder michael i mean i believe the answer to this next question or parts of the answer at least have been covered in various parts of this conversation because mm. you you really have i think gotten to the core of a lot of what boyson and i have wanted to connect with here yeah um but what are just a couple brief things that you would tell to, I wouldn't say so much a, a younger you, because like you said before, you know, so long as it ends up back with Jacqueline, right. ends with Jacqueline, you know, it's kind of an obsolete question. Right. But to a younger person, mm -hmm. you know, let's just say previous Michael before 60, mm -hmm. um, what would you say to them? What, what is kind of the laundry list of things to be like, just stop caring about that shit? Like that, that the stuff you've been raised to believe is important. Yeah is actually not. What would be some of those things? Yeah, um, question your own beliefs incessantly mm. and your, your, your own perspectives incessantly because by definition, they're not accurate. I don't care what perception, there, there may be some semblance of accuracy. And what, one of the things I've learned, Jacqueline and I have learned going through all these um, sacramental entheogenic experiences uh, is that... Um, there are perspectives that are totally ineffable and, um, and very, very different from what our culture and our society and our upbringing and our schools and our religions and, oh, don't get me started on religion. But anyway, um, <laughs> is, you know, learn to trust yourself. Um, listen to your heart. Your heart will not, will not steer you wrong. And, um, uh, but at the same time, you know, be happy, situationally aware. And uh, I was born with situational awareness that <laughs> got fine-tuned. And it's been very useful. And it continues to be useful. But it's, it's, um, it, it is. It's really um, be true to yourself. Be, find out who you really are. Be as, as, as authentic with yourself as you possibly can. And in that, the world will start unfolding for you because it will see you differently because you're seeing the world differently through the lens of how you see yourself. 
Beautiful. Thank you. So, uh, after all that hippy-dippy spiritual wisdom that you just dropped on oh, us. Jesus. Oh, <laughs> for Christ's sakes. I also want to point out, like, I I also want to see you fully as who you, as mm -hmm. in who you are, too. Like, mm -hmm. you are mm -hmm. all that. You are the, the giant perspective. You are the ineffable. You do bring all of that. And you mm -hmm. also bring some incredibly uh, precise accountability and mm -hmm. like you know your authenticity as you speak about it isn't just like it's not an airy fairy concept no it's, it's not. accountable with it's it. in yeah. it's integrity it's like truth telling yes. it's keeping your word it's like yes all of those yes. things thanks. thanks for reminding me but yeah because i am uh that way uh and i get very annoyed when people aren't that way and uh yeah it's uh it is if if you say you're going to do something you better fucking do it and uh, and if you can't do it you better let everybody know that <laughs> let everybody know ahead of time why and uh, and say what you're going to do to fix it and and uh you know being your word that's the very definition of integrity and so um, yes, accountability, integrity, um, those are extremely important values for me and, um, and have been have for been. most of my life. Yeah. 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 For most of my life. I carried that through. Um, I was just angry about right. it, you know, prior right. to all right. this, very angry. And, um, when I, when I had my various businesses, the, the only good competitor was a bank bankrupt competitor. And that's how... I mean, I was I was full blown. Um, Very zero sum. Zero sum, and I'm not the zero one. Yeah, that's the, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Dog eat dog. Yeah. <laughs> and and it was not fun. It was rough. It was rough on me. It was rough on my family. And um, yeah, yeah. But accountability, integrity, those are crucial uh, in all of this. And yeah, I know it can sound very airy fairy with you know you listen to your heart and all that, but at the same time, um, it's it, yeah, it, it, it's it's there's the context right in which you have that. Yes, yeah, the context yeah. in which you got kind of like the, you got, got like the kind of polarity of like the masculine and the feminine kind of oh yeah aspects, and you know uh, uh, there is that hard line element of authenticity as being of your word, who you are. Yes. Firm and in who you are. You just reminded me of something, uh, Brandon, um, uh, and and Boyson knows this because it's in the book uh, that Jacqueline and I wrote. That that I fully embrace both my masculine and my feminine. I have a very strong both sides. I have a strong masculine at times, and I also have a very strong feminine. And um, and it's uh, I I love that side of me. Uh, I love both sides of me. And to be able to recognize, and I think this is, this is very particular for men, I think, because it, in our culture it can be hard to, you know, to even accept it sometimes. I embrace it. I welcome it. And I told Jacqueline, I, in fact, it was last night I told her, I said, listen, if there is such a thing as coming back uh, and uh, I'm going to come back as this life, short-haired, very athletic, blonde uh, woman 
and uh, I am going to search you out, and I'm going to see if I can have you switch teams. Yeah, <laughs> right then and there. <laughs> That's not coming back, Michael. That's called That's possession. Just, oh, right. yeah. Oh, Tim Boyson's going. In, in, okay, let's edit that in one. In a universe of <laughs> infinite possibilities. Yeah, right. yeah. Hey, Luke. So we're gonna we're gonna wrap up. Who knows, right? Like you said. Oh, we're having too much fun. Come (laughs) on, bring this. We gotta wrap this up. Oh God, you're such a you know you're a party pooper sometimes, Boyson. I just you know I love you, but you're a party pooper. Such a such a Boyson thing. (laughs) Well, we gotta wrap this up. Okay, sure. (laughs) (laughs) Let's sunset this conversation. Um, Is there anything that you would like to point people at? Like anything that people could do in honor of you. Yeah. Yeah. If they if they feel so 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 inclined, okay. Um, I absolutely love the mission of the Mankind Project, and this is not a plug. Um, I'm I've been so fortunate and grateful to work with Boyson under Boyson um, for these years. And um, that has been a, a massive blessing for me. And I believe in the mission. Um, I, I so believe in the mission, and I think it is so crucial. So, you know, if you're listening to this and you're not involved in the Mankind Project, you know, take a chance. Check it out, because I wouldn't be able to have this conversation we're having right now, I would not be able to face my own death the way I'm facing it now. Jacqueline wouldn't be able to face it with me the way she's facing it with me now and my kids and my friends if I had not been involved with the Mankind Project. Uh, It has been integral to my growth and, um, and, and the expansion of of that, you know, okay, here's a touchy-feely thing. But my heart, I mean, just expands. And I've seen the work as I get to interview, or until someone else takes over my job, um, I got to interview uh, the NWTA graduates who bring me to tears when they tell me about the before and after. So, yeah, um, if, if you want to support something in my memory, I mean, first of all, thank you. Uh, and second of all, Make it towards the Mankind Project. I cannot think of a better um, uh, way to, to contribute to something than that. And I mean that sincerely. There's, there's, there's nothing else. I mean, there's plenty of money in cancer research. There's plenty of money in all this other stuff. Not enough money for MKP to do the mission that it needs to do. And uh, the mission is that important, especially now. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I love you, Thank Michael. You. Love you, Boyson. Love you, Michael. Oh, I love you too, Brandon. <laughs> I love working with you guys, and and you're so much fun, and you actually laugh at my jokes, and that <laughs> makes it even better. <laughs> it go it goes all ways, mate. We're, we're all parents yeah, in this room. Yeah, I know. So we've, we've all we're all dads. Yeah, and and we've all stooped to the level of dad jokes, and at least we can support one another that's right that's right that's right 
I have. Uh, I, I am so honored that we we're able to have this conversation, and I hope that it that those that are listening to it they find it um, beneficial, they find it uh, encouraging, they find it uh, uh, in it in some way that might reassure them that when it's their time, because it's going to be that time for everybody eventually. When it's their time, it doesn't have to be one of fear. It doesn't have to be one of regret. It doesn't have to be one of terror. It can be something quite beautiful and shared with those that we love. And so that's my hope for the impact of, of uh, whoever's listening to this. Thank you. This has been the Mankind Podcast produced in association with the Mankind Project USA. I have been your host, Brandon Clift, and I personally want to thank our guests for joining us today and imparting their wisdom from their experiences in this amazing journey called life. Special thanks, of course, goes to my incredible team, Marketing and Communications Director Boyson Hodson, Producer and editor of this episode, Michael Russo, who makes me sound so much more intelligent than I actually am. So, of course, special kudos goes there. And if you've been enjoying the music throughout this episode and all of our episodes, check out Jim Donovan and the Sun King Warriors. I have links to them in the show notes. Now, the fee for this episode is simple. If you found gold and insights that you believe could benefit your loved ones and those you care about, be sure to share it with them. And of course, remember that life doesn't happen to us. It happens for us. So long as we rip the pen out of fate's hand, and become the author of our own story. So my friend, pick up the pen, and we'll see you next week. Lots of love.